Well, how many glad you saved them this morning? Say amen. Man, I tell you what. I've been thrilled. Thank you, man of God, and thank you what I've heard. I tell you, it's been a thrill to be here, and thank y'all for allowing me to come. I'm excited about it. I appreciate God just being in the house. I remember back years ago, uh, somebody was on another preacher about going to Israel, and he told him, he said, look, brother, I'm not against going to Israel to see all the stuff that Jesus did, way walked and all that. He said, but right now I'm not concerned about where he's been. I'm concerned about where he is. And thank God he's here this morning. Amen. And so I, I thank you for letting me come. I, I wanted to mention real quick, uh, I, then we're going to get right into the word of God and I'll preach. And uh, I, uh, I, I, I bought a couple of books with me, got some CDs. Uh, this is a book I wrote. I've been in New Life now. This is my 36th year. I've been there. I started it uh, 36 years ago with 15 children and five ladies in a storefront building. And I'm bragging about numbers and all this because it's about God's grace, and I give him glory. But that little 15 children and five ladies have turned into 5,000 members, a little bit over. And I give God the glory for that. And as my brother said, that soul winning, knocking them doors, uh, getting people out of hell, and just being uh, consistent. I give God the good. But I wrote a little book. It's not an autobiography. It's just uh, called You See the Glory. Now let me tell you the story. I promise you, you'll see all types of things. You'll see the journey where we've come up to this point. A hundred pages. I promise you, uh, it'll be a blessing to your life. One of the ladies I was preaching, matter of fact, in another part of Mississippi, and she said, Brother Steele, I got home last night and started reading this book. and said it was so interesting, I couldn't put it down. I got me a cup of coffee and went right back to it till I finished everything. And so I promise you, it'll bless your heart. You'll see a lot of funny stuff. I was in that little storefront, had a snake uh, in the building on Sunday morning in the middle of the service, crawled across the floor. I tell you, you'll see what happened when the snake showed up at the church. I promise you, uh, it was not the same, baby. I promise you. And then uh, I got the other, my brand new book. I, I do a lot of counseling, marriage conferences, uh, youth conferences, I preach across the nation. And so people have been on me over and over. I people, preacher, why don't you put what you put in a book? Uh, you, all this counseling stuff you do about relationships. So God gave me the title of a little book, only 60 pages. It's called He Said, She Said, But What Did God Say? I, and that's the title of the book. And I, it's a, uh, 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 a man told me in Texas, he said, Preacher Steele, what you put in this book in 60 pages, he said, you realize people pay thousands and thousands of dollars just to get that information you put in here? I gave you just a commercial. Uh, you know, most of you drove up in the car some type of vehicle. And when that vehicle gets thirsty, that hand starts going toward empty. And what it's saying, I need some gas. When you get thirsty, you need some water. Now, you can't take what you put in, the, in, the, in, in, in you and put it in that car. You put water in that tank, it's going to malfunction. You put gas in you, I promise you, you're going to malfunction. And so everybody got to have what they need in order to function right. And you wonder why your wife not functioning right, why your husband's not functioning right. I got some things in here. 
I promise you, I'll show you what that man needs, what that woman needs, and about choosing a mate for life in 60 pages, but they'll be out on the book table at the back. You didn't call me in here uh, to sell books. You called me in here to preach the word of God. And so, man, I am thrilled. I'm telling you right now, I feel a breath from another world. I'm excited about being here. Uh, hey, good God. Um, <laughs> you heard about uh, the little boy, the old preacher. <laughs> he had traveled to another town and, uh, and, boy, and, his, and his dentist broke. And he said, oh, Lord, what in the world I'm going to do? I broke my teeth. And so a guy sat me aside and said, don't worry about preaching. I got you. He said, we went around the corner, got him some teeth, and put them, he said, put these in. He said, man, these things are so tight, they'll hurt my mouth. He said, hold on. He went back and got another set. He said, you better do something, man. I got to preach in a minute. He got another set. He said, try them. He said, I bet you think they're big. I can't even tell you to talk to talk. He said, well, hold it. Let me go back and get you another. He went back and got him a set. He said, man, these things fit like a glove. He said, glory to God. He got up and was preaching the word of God. He said, praise God. God's always got a ram in the thicket. He said, here I am. Y'all didn't know it. I traveled from another state and broke my dentures and said, God put a dentist right beside me in the church. Glory to God. Oh boy, jumped up, said, the devil is a lie. He said, I ain't no dentist. He said, man, I'm an undertaker. Amen. <laughs> He had been going back and forth. <laughs> Let me tell you one more. I'm just trying to get to know y'all. Let me tell you one more. I'm going to preach. I promise. But you heard about this, this state trooper walked up to a car. And, and, and I mean, it was upside down. Wheels were spinning. Antifreeze everywhere. And boy, and he, and he looked inside. And he's trying to find another car, just one car. Husband knocked out, wife knocked out, two kids in the back are knocked out. He said, what in the world happened? And sure enough, there's a monkey sitting on top of the car. And he said, I know you don't know what happened. And monkey said, mm, mm, mm. he said, yeah, right. He said, what was a man doing? He said, mm, mm, mm. oh, he was drinking. I said, what was a woman doing? He said, mm, mm, mm. so she was fussing. He said, what were two kids in the back doing? He said, mm, mm, mm. so they were fighting. He said, what in the world you was doing? He said, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you better watch you drive in your car. <laughs> Take your Bibles this morning and go with me to John chapter number 11. A familiar text, but I, I feel like this way God wants us this morning. John chapter number 11. Let's stand together in respect of the word of God. And verse 18. Lord, have mercy. This, that man of God, these two men in preach, they ain't left me nothing but the maps, man. But uh, John chapter number 11 and verse number 18. The Bible said in verse 18, Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furklings off. And many of the Jews came to the Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their, bro their brother, and then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary said, still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou would ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said to her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he shall rise again the resurrection of the last day. 
And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Back up to verse 18. Verse 21, I'm sorry. The Bible said, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Have you ever went to a situation and said to yourself, if God, if you had just been here? Well, some of you may be here, right? Some of you men of God, ladies of God, some of you may be at the brink of giving up. But God sent me to take it this morning. It ain't over until God said that it's over. I want to talk to you on that thought. It ain't over until God said that it's over. Father, I want to thank you this morning. What our hearts have already felt and our ears have already heard today. I you such an amazing God and a great Savior. And I realize every day I live that you don't have to have me, but I sure got to have you. God, I beg you to walk over this place and throw yourself weight around and show the devil he may have some power, but you got all power. I pray, Spirit of God, all of us will walk out of this place different than the way we came in. I promise you everything you do, I will praise you and thank you and give you glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Oftentimes when I travel the nation, I, people ask me, say, Preacher Steele, I say oftentimes, say, man, I meet you all the time, and it seems like you're always on top side. I seem like you don't never have no problems. I seem like you always got a praise in your lips and joy in your step. Man, do you ever have any problems? I, could I tell you something this morning? I got just as many problems as anybody in this room, but I don't shout and praise God because I feel good. I shout and praise God because God's always good. I said, I don't shout and praise God because I always feel good, but I shout and praise God because God's always good. Has God been good to anybody in here outside of me? Say amen right there. Watch this. One of our men, he's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, a bean pole straight up. One of these fellas, preacher, you talking about shouting. Uh, we're going to turn the book in a minute. I got to get this off my chest. But hey, but uh, you talking about praising God. Uh, Brother Slim, I, I mean, he's one of these that'll shout at the drop of a hat. And then if, if you give him a hat, he'll throw it down and then shout. That's kind of man I'm talking about. But he and I went to uh, Sam's together. I said, Brother Slim, ride with me. I had to pick up some stuff. He said, Preacher, I, there's no need for me to go. I said, why? He said, because my daughter law and my wife told me, I'll never get into Sam's unless I get one of these cards. And I said, but what's them? I didn't tell him no difference. I said, right. He said, I'll ride with you sit in the parking lot while you go in. So he got in the van. We rolled up to Sam's. I said, get out. He said, preacher, those people not going to let me in no Sam's. I don't even have, I, I don't have a, a, a card. I didn't tell him no difference. I walked past the uh, people at the thing, showed my card. And boy, I was, I was walking and I, I, I no but a slim. I said, 
I turned around. His face all broke up. Tears running down his face. I said, what in the world wrong with you? I, he said, preacher, my wife and my daughter Lord, told me I'd never get in sales unless I got a card. And here I stand right in the middle of sales and I still don't have a card. But I hooked up with somebody that's already got a card. And some golden daybreak, I'm going to stand on heaven's sweet shore. Not because I got a card, but I hooked up with somebody named Jesus. He's got the card. Somebody help me in the house. <laughs> Whoa, good God. Hey, I'll show you something. I, could y'all help me, bro? I need about four men up here. Come up here and help me out. I want to show you why I act like I act. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Yeah, give me two more. I to come up here for just a minute. I want y'all to get in a single file right, right behind each other. Yeah, come on up here. Now, now, get back here. Turn around and face that direction. I want you to come in a single file, single, right behind each other. Okay, come right here in the front. Now, you hold this. Now, I want to show you something. Yes. Well, let me let him hold it back here. I think it'll be better right there. You hold it. I'm coming to get you in a minute. You know why? I act like I act. I said, I'm going to tell you something. Hey, you see, in order for Satan to take me to hell, he got to go to the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and then the blood. I said, in order for Satan to take me to hell, he got to go to the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and the blood. And one drop of the blood of Jesus on Satan's soul. He'll leave saying there's power, there's power, there's one to work in power and the precious blood of the Lamb. How many know the blood still got power? Say amen right there. What I like about it. Yes, put that over your head and turn around this way. Hold, hold on to it. And put this hold up like this. Just hold it straight up like that. I want to show you to face that direction. Here's what I love about the blood. Here he is, a white man that's holding it up. And here I am, a black man. And when we get up under the blood, you can't tell what color nobody is. Hey, I thank God. I don't care if you're red, yellow, black, or white. You get on the blood, everybody's the same. Somebody help me up in here. I got to go. I got to get this to you. In our text, let me tell you something about the God we serve. God wants you and I to live a supernatural life. So let me show you how he does it. So in order to get us to live a supernatural life, God will create a situation that you and I can't fix in the natural. It'll draw you to your knees and make you call on him in the supernatural. And then he'll show up in the supernatural to do what you can't do in the natural to show you and I he can do more in a moment and you and I can do in a lifetime. Let me tell this crowd over here on this side. I said God wants you and I to live a supernatural life. So you'll create a situation that you can't fix in the natural. And then you'll get on your knees and call on him in the supernatural. And he'll show up in the supernatural to show in the, in the, in the, in the supernatural to show he can do more in a moment that you and I can do in a lifetime. Now, this is the situation. Notice something uh, today. Now, this is one of these situations, and you'll find the same principle throughout from Genesis all the way through. Watch this. 
in our text, I want you to see three things real quick, and then we'll let you go get you a sandwich. If you sit in slicker, you're going to get you a sandwich, a sandwich. But if you're from where I'm from, you'll get you a sandwich. Come on, somebody help me. <laughs> now watch this. Now, I want you to see something. Hey, now, I want you to, I got it. I got it. I want you to see something. I want you to see, number one, I want you to see a sick brother. And number two, I want you to see some praying sisters. And number three, I want you to see a God that can turn it around. A sick brother and praying sisters and a God that can turn it around. Look back in John chapter 11 and look at verse number one. Let's look at a sick brother. The Bible said, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany and the town of Mary, her sister Martha. Now, it was that Mary which anointed the Lord uh, with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Notice number one, there's a sick brother in the house. I don't know whether you've seen it or not, but there's a lot of sick people, uh, sick brothers that's in the streets. Then there's a lot of sick brothers in sisters that's in the house of God I, every time you turn the news on I, you see them carrying somebody off I dry, a, a corner come I'm telling you right now church I, if there's ever been a time that you and I need to re re realize that some sick people in the streets and sick folks in the house of God I, we need to be doing it now I'm telling you right now people are jumping off of bridges they're blowing their brains out OD and on drugs and filling our prison systems up and fighting each other over black power and white power and red power and yellow power when some of them be getting God's power am I right about it? It ain't about black power and white power and your power and my power it's about God's power. Am I right about it? Well watch this <laughs> but there's some sick brothers and sisters in the house of God because when I travel I meet people all the time bro tell me I used to sing in the choir I used to teach a class. I used to drive a van. I used to be a soul winner. I used to read the Bible. I used to, and I, I'm glad we don't have a used to God. I'm glad we got a God that's the same yesterday and today and forever. I'm glad God ain't gonna change. Hey, I don't want to have a testimony what I used to do. I want to have a testimony that I still am because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Somebody help me in here. Watch this. So we see sick brothers in the house. But number two, real quick, we see some praying sisters. Look at verse three. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, him thou lovest is sick. Notice the sick brother. But thank God for some praying sisters. Mm. I wonder how many people are sitting in this room because you had a praying grandma. A praying, a praying sister, praying wife, a praying mother. Somebody got on their knees and touched heaven on your behalf. Oh, you don't fool me. I know where you come from. I know where I came from. I've been for, saved 40 years by the grace of God. And I didn't know how to be saved. I listen, I went to the same church for 14 years. I under conviction when I was 17, I wanted to be saved. But my own pastor, when I walked up to him, I, by this time I'm 19, I said, preacher, you've been preaching born again saved. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, how? 
how can a man be saved? How can you know that you're going to heaven when you die? He looked at me and said, Steele, he said, don't you worry about it. He said, one is that God will tell you how to be saved. And so I, I thought, well, the preacher knew what he's talking about, but I was missing something on the inside. And so I started going to this church and this church, asking somebody to tell me how to know for sure. Why well, don't worry about it. Get baptized. Work real hard. Nobody could tell me how to be saved. But I thank God. On October the 9th, 1978, I just got married September the 2nd of September 78, and now a, a, a soul winner in October, one, name, one month later, I, by the name of Danny Willis, it was a white brother. God put us on the same crew together, and Danny looked at me and said, Steel, I said, are you a Christian? I said, yeah, I'm joining the church. I've been baptized. I'm the scoutmaster. I'm the usher boy. He said, if you died right now, are you a 100% sure you're going to go to heaven? I said, Danny, I can't say that, but I sure don't want to go to hell. I, he said, Steele, if I could take this book and show you how to mystify the hell and walk on streets of gold, would you believe Jesus? I said, Danny, I believe anything God got to say. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Woo. You know how I found this church? I found this church, sis, by putting in a GPS after we landed. It said, turn right, turn left, turn right, come straight. And then it said, you have arrived at your destination. Well, this is God's GPS system. And it's where you want to go. You plug it in here. Go with the position. It'll take you there. Somebody help me. Then it took me what we call the Romans Road. Showed me number one, I was a sinner. Hit me with Romans 3.23, Romans 3.10, that all of sin comes from the glory of God. He said, come on on that. I said, yeah. I said, well, how did this happen? He said, come a little farther. I went down to Romans 5.12, wherefore by one man sinned into the world and death by sin, and so death passed with all men, for they all have sinned. He said, what Adam did in the garden, he said, son, that's where sin came from, and he broke it down. I said, I see that. He said, well, well I want you to see there's a price. Turn right on this. There's a price. Romans 6.23 The wage of sin is death. That the gift of God is eternal life to Jesus Christ our Lord. He says, son, the payment of sin is dying to be separated from God and burning in hell. I said, I see that. I said, I don't want to go. He said, well, back up here uh, for just a moment to Romans 5.8. But God I command this love toward us and while we were yet sinners, he died for us. I said, I see that. He said, son, it's a gift of God and not a works that any man should boast. I said, well, I will come on on that. He got me to Romans 10, 9. So if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved with the heart. Man believes in the righteousness and the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed. There's no difference to the Jew or the Greek or the black or the white or the red or the yellow. Same God that saves a white man and the same God saves a black man and a Spanish man. He He's rich under all the call upon him. And whosoever call on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And when I seen that preacher, I got down on my knees. That Jesus come in my heart and save me and change my life. I saw him dying and being buried, resurrected for me. And boy, when I prayed that prayer, the sweet Holy Ghost said, you can get up now because you have arrived at your destination. <laughs> Woo! Somebody help me in the house. Thank God. 
Pastor praying sisters. Some of you don't look like where you've been through. Don't look like where you came from. People see the glory, but they don't know your story. Somebody help me in the house. Come here. <laughs> now, I want you to notice something. <laughs> I got to show this to you. Oh, it's going to get rich up in here. Now, come on, Matt. You're going to be Lazarus. Now watch this. Lazarus is over there sick. And they come to tell Jesus, Lazarus is sick. But I'm in John chapter 2, verse 6. And the Bible said, if you notice what it said, instead of Jesus, he didn't send no good get well card. He didn't say, tell him I'm praying for him. He didn't come to visit him. But according to verse 6, he said he went somewhere. He just sat down for two more days. He crossed his legs. What was he doing? Waiting for Lazarus to die. <laughs> I told you. He creates situations that you and I can't fix. And then he shows up in the supernatural. Do what you can't do in the natural. They'll show you and I. He can do more in a moment. And you can do in a lifetime. So Lazarus over here. And boy, now the Bible said, after two old days, Lazarus is dead. And so they took a stone and put over Lazarus and said, that's it for him. It's all over. Well, about this time, here comes Jesus walking in the Bethany. Here comes the king of glory. And on this way, Martha, she had, hey, you remember, the, some of y'all remember that Popeye saying, I had all I can stand and I can't stand some more. Martha has had all she can stand, preacher, and she can't stand some more. And she see Jesus come. I can see with her hands on the hill. Now you come. He dead now. We've been waiting on you four days. We've been waiting. You ain't called. You ain't sent a card. You ain't come. You ain't done nothing. Now he dead. You ever been there? God, where you at? Oh, it's going to get richer. You wait a minute. <laughs> and boy, listen. Then she got to talking. He said, said a word. I know. I know, she said. Whatever you ask God, he's going to do it. And I know. I'll see my brother in the resurrection of the last day. She said, let me tell you something. You've been running your mouth off of much. <laughs> let me just tell you something. Do you know who you're talking to? You see, I am the resurrection and the life. Then he said, I want to ask you a question. Since you've been asking me so much stuff. Look down what he said in John 11. And go down with me in John chapter 11. And look at verse number 34. And Bible said, and Jesus said, where have you laid him? That's the first question. So I'm going to ask you something. Where'd you give up at? Where'd you quit praying at? Where'd you start doubting me at? Where'd you throw in the towel at? Where'd you say it was over at? Where'd you throw in the towel? Where'd you quit praying at? Where'd you give up at? Where'd you lose your shout? Where'd you lose your glory? Where'd you lose your hallelujah? Where'd you lose your faith? Where have you laid him? Where? I wonder this morning. Is God walking over this auditorium? Through the preaching of that man of God and this man of God today. And this great singing we've heard. I wonder who's God talking to today. 
I tell you, where'd you give up on your child at? Where'd you give up on your relationship at? Where'd you give up on your ministry at? Where'd you say, God, I'm throwing in the towel. I can't take it no more. Where have you laid it? Where did you give up at? Where did you say, I can't take it no more? Where did you give up at? Where had you laid it? <laughs> she said, well, he said, she said, uh, well, come and see. And Jesus said, and those, look it down. Verse number 38, Jesus therefore get groaning in himself. He come unto the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said, Lord, by this time he's thinking. It's been four days. Jesus said, look, you still running your mouth. I didn't ask you, I didn't ask you where, I, I didn't ask, I want to know where you lay him. She said, he's in there, but it's been four days, and he's stinking. See, when they took that stone and put over that grave, young people, that was a sign. It was never coming back again. He'll never come out there again. But how many know, you don't never tell God that anything's over. Because it ain't over till God said that it's over. Somebody help me in the house. I said it ain't over until God said that it's over. I said it ain't over until God said that it's over. They put a stone over that grave. Jesus groaned. A stone. Some of you this morning, the enemies already rolled the stone over your children, over your grandbabies, rolled the stone over your ministry. Roll the stone over your business. Roll the stone over your wife and your husband and your finances. He's already rolled the stone. The devil's tried to roll a stone and said it's over. This ministry's over. It's done with. Shut the doors. Walk away from here. It's already over. But he rolled a stone and the doubt, a stone of fear, a stone of disbelief, a stone that can't be done. And the enemy has walked in this place, tried to make you think that it's over. But I stopped by to tell you, the devil is alive. I've been walking with Jesus. Jesus long enough. I've been saved for 40 years by the grace of God. I've been walking with him for 40 years. I can tell you as a witness it ain't over until God's hand it's over. I said it ain't over until God's hand it's over. I can tell you the story this morning. <laughs> Look, it ain't always, I ain't always had a church full of people in an auditorium about like this one. Had never had that. You talking about a little storefront building, linoleum floor on the, on the, for carpet, and an air conditioner stuck in the wall, and a kerosene heat in the corner. Here I am, stuck in there, and not two nickels rubbed together. And the devil said, you ought to quit. You ought to shut the doors. Look at you, you old fool over there. You working for, worked a job for four years trying to pay for these people for this building and, and pay the rent and pay for your own family. You're, about, you're hiding on your house payments. Look at you. They're cutting your lights off. Got you sitting in the dark, embarrassing your family. Here you are over here talking about God told you to start this ministry. You don't even have enough money, have money to keep it up. How in the world? And boy, I'm going to tell you what tears running down my face. There's so many times I said, God, I can't take it no more. And God will reach down and pick the towel back up and put it in my hand. 
hand. I said, I can't take it no more. He picked it up and put it back in my hands. He said, boy, I, when I start something, I can pay for what I start. You're looking at what you see at the moment, but you ain't seen what I can do. Give me a chance to prove to you I'm who I said I am. I'm El Shaddai. I'm a God. I'm more than enough. I'm big enough. I'm bad enough. I'm God enough to supply all your needs. Come here. <laughs> Boy, preacher, people were laughing. Old Steele trying to start a church. Fifteen children, five ladies. <laughs> it's a big joke. I had a preacher tell me not long ago, he said, I was in the crowd. We laughed at you, son. He said, but we ain't laughing no more because God's got the last. I didn't get the last laugh. God's got the last laugh. <laughs> Why? Because God said, look. Here's the next question. He said, I want you to see. There's a, there's a sick brother. Y'all some praying sisters. But I want you to see a God that can turn it around. He said, do y'all believe I can get him out of there? <laughs> he said, if you believe I can get him away, get him out. Verse 39, he said, move the stone. You believe I can turn this ministry around? Believe I can save your child? Believe I can heal your body? Believe I can pay your bills? Believe I can save your grandbaby? Believe I can take care of every need? Believe I can open a door for you? I believe I can turn it around? If you do, move the stone of doubt, the stone of fear, the stone of disbelief, the stone that can't be done, the stone of impossibility, the stone that is already over. Just because you see the stone, don't let the devil get you looking at the stone. Look at the God that's created the stone and let him hear him say, it ain't over until God said that it's over. So they took the stone and said, if you're that bad, we'll move it. <laughs> he said, get him out. <laughs> Jesus went down in that cave where Lazarus was, put Lazarus on his back, carried him up out of the cave. If that's what your Bible said. You might have a Queen James, but you ain't got no King James. <laughs> I felt some of y'all said, Lord God, where he going? <laughs> well, watch this. And what he did. Hey, Lazarus! Sent his word. The power that sent his word. That cave was shaped like, I mean, it was like a tunnel. Lazarus laying down there all in grave clothes. His body. But you know as well as I know, before Jesus died on Calvary, people didn't go to heaven. They went to the paradise side of hell. That's why when you read Luke 16, that the rich man was talking to Abraham about Lazarus, there was finger in water because there was a comforting side and then there was a tormenting side. And see, so all those Old Testament saints and people died before Calvary, they all, their bodies went to the grave, but their souls went down there to where Abraham was called Abraham's bosom. Well, Lazarus down here fellowshipping with Abraham, all them Old Testament saints. Here's somebody say, hey, Lazarus. He said, hold it, fellas. He said, somebody just call my name. <laughs> somebody in the house, remember the day in the midst of all your mess and all your church, ain't you glad there's a God that didn't forget about you? There's a God that called your name. How many thank God he called your name? Say amen right there. Hey, Lazarus. He didn't need everybody. He just needed Lazarus. That word went down in there and got Lazarus. Lazarus said, fellas, I got to go. He called me. <laughs> and that soul went back and got in that body. 
Lazarus stood up in the tomb. And when he stood up, Jesus said, let it come forth. And when he came, he was, it's all wrapped up, break, he come. <laughs> but you notice something, preacher. He didn't hop to the disciples. He didn't hop to all his friends. He went to straight to the one that called him out. I've been saved for 40 years. I've been hopping. I've been hopping. And I, mean, I ain't been hopping to people. I've been hopping to the one that called me out. Somebody help me now. Jesus said, loose him. Loose him and let him go. Loose him from his past. Loose him from his fears. Loose him from his strongholds. Loose him from yesterday. Loose him from what people said about it. Loose him from what somebody feels about it. Loose him from giving up. Loose him from throwing in the towel. Loose him that he won't quit. Somebody in the house ought to stop and realize that you serve a God that wanted you to know this morning it ain't over and that God said it is over. I said it ain't over and God said it is over. Somebody give him praise in the house. Thank you, Lars. <laughs> I'll tell you something. <laughs> I'll tell you something. God sent me this morning. Whew, I'm going to give you this. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> I was up preaching in West Virginia. And a preacher up there, a preacher, he kept saying, I'm going to wrap it up with this. 13 times. I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> I promise you. Maybe one, maybe two. But I'm going to wrap it up with this. He said everything's big in Texas. And I don't know, but I read this. I don't know how true it is. But they say it's a true story. So they had one of those sinkholes that open up out in Texas in a man's pastor. His mule fell so many feet down in that hole. So when the man came and evaluated everything, he said, you may as well just cover it up. And he's probably broke up, probably to die. Let's just go ahead and cover him up with dirt. They got trucks of dirt and shine lights down in the hole. They couldn't believe what they just saw. They pulled the handle and dumped a load of dirt on that. Mule's back. Old mule shoved his shoulder and stomped that down. He said, wait a minute, hit it again. He put another load, he said, but every time he would stomp it down, it kept rising up. They said he, he shook it off and stomped, and stomped it down till he got himself completely out of the hole. And the enemy has been dumping all kind of stuff on you. you. Know what you need to do this morning? Shake it off. Stomp it down and rise a little bit higher. They're talking about me. Shake it off. Stomp it down. Rise a little bit higher. They told me I wasn't going to make it. Shake it off. Stomp it down. Rise a little bit higher. They said my child will never turn around. Shake it off. Stomp it down. Rise a little bit higher. They said my daughter's gone too far. Shake it off. Stomp it down. Rise a little bit higher. They said I need to shut the doors on the ministry. Shake it off and stomp it down and rise a little bit higher. Somebody need to shake it off and stomp it down and rise a little bit higher. Why? Because it ain't over until God said that it's over. I said it ain't over and God said it's over. Somebody give him glory in the house.